0: Of darkness, we search for light. In confusion, we seek for answers. But sometimes, to find what we're looking for, all we need is just a little perspective. You're listening to Point of View, where crucial questions about critical issues are answered from a biblical worldview. And now, here's your host, Josh Barnes. Welcome to Point of View. You're listening to the Point of View podcast or the Tuesday live stream, depending on how and in what manner you're watching or and or listening. Thanks for watching today. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give us a subscribe, a like, leave us a comment. We'll make sure that we read your comments on the air. And uh, if you're listening on uh, any other means, make sure that you go and check out Right America Media, Ram Radio and RamTV.live is where you'll find all of our content, as well as on YouTube and other sources. So, thanks for watching today. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about immigration. Immigration and the crisis of Christian values. There is quite a debate, I suppose, that goes on among more progressive people who call themselves Christians. When I say progressive... There's, there's there's different ways that that's used. In Christian circles, you can be a progressive Christian and not be a progressive uh, in, in politics. But when we're talking about, what I'm talking about here is being progressive in politics and being a Christian versus being conservative in your politics and also being a Christian. So there's this debate between those who are progressive on this issue, and they say that this when it comes to immigration, we should be compassionate, we should be open, we should be welcoming to people who are who are running and fleeing uh, things from their country and trying to find refuge. We should bring them in, we should welcome them with open arms, and this is the Christian thing to do. But on the other hand, those who are more conservative in their politics and, and are, are looking at this and saying, no, 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 this isn't good for the country. But I agree, it's probably not good for the country. But what we wanna to do today, like we always do on Point of View, is break this down into actual spiritual and, and biblical values and, and and say, what is the right thing to do here before God? As, as a human being, should we be advocating for opening the borders and letting anyone in, or should we be advocating for closing the borders? Let's hear, let's hear the arguments from both sides we want to try to i'm going to try to present as the best arguments i can think of from the progressive side and i think justin's going to going to knock them out of the park we'll see. Justin, what what's your initial take on this?
1: Yeah, i think this one's a little bit more complicated than a simple <clears throat> party line um kind of answer for for the thoroughly biblical uh perspective on this because for me i take a lot of um A lot of what God says in the Old Testament about how you treat the stranger, which would be sort of an an immigrant or at least a a sort of situation of someone who's not an Israelite dwelling in the land with them, that sort of thing. So um, I think there's there's some things that one side gets right, some things that the other side gets right. um, But I definitely lean towards certain aspects of conservative thought on this. But there are, again, some things that I think
0: they get a little bit
1: off, um, but we'll have to get into that more specifically.
0: So I can see the arguments that are made from both sides, and I have a, a personal opinion on it, but I really just want to break it down and and try to provide wh- everything that, that I ask you. If you feel like you agree with me, I'm going to try to turn it around and give you give you something that disagrees with you. So that's going to be my goal, is just to be that... Um, what the devil's, I'm the, I'm the devil's advocate today.
1: Great thing for a Christian to be. It's the devil's <laughs> a advocate. great thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so devil, I'm going to play devil, devil's advocate for whatever position you, you choose to take. So let's talk about this. So here's, here's a recent story. Recently, the, uh, the, there were congressmen and senators who went down to the border and visited. I think Ted Cruz was one of them. And they're saying, this is bad. What's happening right now is that that President Trump had closed that border off and was building a border wall. It was sending clear signals to those who were trying to come across, you will not, you will be deported. And now uh, President Biden is opening it up, sending signals that he won't deport people. But yet when they come in, they're all being forced into this, uh, into these facilities that are now overcrowded. and, And this seems to be exactly the thing that they were criticizing Trump for doing. Now they're doing it. They're bringing these kids in. They're putting them in cages. These kids are coming across with with no, uh, no parents. Their parents are sending them on, alone on purpose because they hear that they'll be accepted and won't be deported if they send them alone. But if they're sent with their parents, they'll be deported with their parents. So parents are purposely sending their kids alone. This just seems like a bad situation. But as Christians, shouldn't we be like, oh, you know, It's the compassionate thing to do is to open those borders and let them in because we have so much and they have so little. Shouldn't we share the wealth, if you will? Isn't that the biblical principle, compassion?
1: In a sense, there is an aspect of compassion to it, um, but you have to, there's, again, there's more to it than that. Number one, um, a country having walls and borders and things like that is how you define a country. You have to be able to say this is the country and this isn't the country. So having a border, um, it just makes sense that you need to, to have a wall or something to, to, to delineate what your country is and what it isn't. Um, and, and from a biblical perspective, I think it is very clear that you need to know who's coming into your country— um, that's sort of implied in, in all the Old Testament laws you can look at. It's when the stranger is among you, this, that, and the other. Well, that implies you know who the stranger is. So there's a clear distinction between a, a, a person who is part of your country and a person who is visiting your country and a person who wants to become part of your country. Um, but uh, so, so with that sort of framework in mind, there is a compassion element here where there are people who are fleeing some pretty bad situations. But I would argue that I don't think compassion is the only reason that a Christian should um, want to accept people. I don't see necessarily a, um, a biblical principle that we should be turning away people if we don't think that they're the, the best and brightest, as President Trump would put it. Um, but I do think that, we, uh, that the, the principle is we turn away people who aren't willing to be Americans, people who aren't willing to uh, come to our country, adopt our laws— Take on our practices, become part of America, um, and that—that's where I think the the biblical principle is. Because you see, the stranger in the land for for Israel, they when they came in, Israel would let them go ahead come in. They knew who it was, but that person was required to be there at the feast days to do certain um, uh, religious things. They were supposed to adopt the lifestyle of an Israelite, um, and I think that's very important because it, it kept it, it made it so that they didn't come in and start bringing in idol worship and things like that. They had to assent to, hey, Yahweh's the God. That's fine. Um, and the stranger had had to be OK with that, had to had to conform to those practices or you couldn't be in the land.
0: So, so. I, I, th- I think you make a good point. If I could stop being devil's advocate for just a second. <laughs> and that is, you know, that it's easier nobody is saying than I thought. <laughs> that nobody is saying that. They shouldn't come, only that they should come and become, you know, if they're going to come here, either they should be known so that they're, you know, a visitor status, or they're coming to actually become citizens and join the country, not just infiltrate and, and live their own way and do their own thing. They they need to follow the laws and and come the right way. So I suppose the counter to that would be, wait a minute, is that the way that we came when you know when our forefathers came you know did they come and and follow the laws of the indians aren't, we're, aren't we all immigrants and didn't we come sort of violently and take over yeah I, I love the the
1: argument that uh we're living on stolen land uh yes stolen about 17,000 times over because we took it from the tribe that took it the week before from the other tribe i mean we're talking about um that, that's just how it went. There was a sort of open range for killing and taking whatever you wanted. And doesn't make it right. American, it's just
0: right. right. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm
1: not justifying it. I'm just saying that that's how it happened. If if you want to point a bad finger at America because America took land from the Indians, well, you have to point a bad finger at the Indians because they took it from other Indians. So it's not a good argument because which where do we stop in that chain of events to say, OK, the land's yours? Yeah. My, my thing is, I I don't defend everything about American history. Um, I think there's parts of it that are really good and parts of it that aren't as good. But I think uh, regardless, we're here now. We have an established nation. Even um, illegitimate rulers become legitimate over time. And you see that even in Scripture. So even if if, America—if I grant the premise that America is here because they stole all the land, over time it has become a legitimate rule. And this is now our land. And this is our nation— and we ought to have a righteous, just, and good nation,
0: yeah, yeah it, I don't here here's the problem with the with the entire argument that we should accept immigrants because we were immigrants and our immigration was bad you know it's it's saying that our immigration was bad, but their immigration is good what you have you don't have a consistent standard there either either we were wrong to immigrate here and to take over or and they are wrong to immigrate here and take over or we were right to immigrate here and take over and they are right you know you can't you can't have both have it both ways
1: right so uh, if you're going to say it was bad that america did x y and z you can't then flip it around and say but it's good if somebody else does x y and z right. you have to have one or the other
0: yeah exactly and con- we we you know consistent standards among the devil, who I'm advocating for, are, is is not ex- to be expected. How about this? And and this. Let me, let me be careful because there are genuine Christians, who, you know, who love who love God, who are not the devil, who are going to use this argument, and 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 that's fine. We want to just think it through and logic it through, right? So, what about Christians who say, "Well, hey, our job as Christians isn't to worry about all of all of the." cares and concerns of our country, our job is to reach people with the gospel. This is an amazing opportunity where Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and now all the world is coming to us. Like, this is great, you know, that they're coming here. It's going to be an opportunity for us to reach them with with the truth of Jesus. Is this a positive thing that we should be applauding and say, yes, come, 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 because we want to... um, what we want to reach you with the gospel. Well, first
1: of all, this is where you have to make the distinction between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because in the Old Testament, that really was the evangelistic form, was come to Israel and see the God of Israel, and, and become a worshiper of Yahweh rather than a worshiper of Baal or one of the other. That was the evangelism of the Old Testament, was come to Israel and see. Um, but that's not the New Testament pattern for evangelism. The New Testament pattern is go and tell. In other words, it's not it's like when people say, "Oh, we want to have all the lost people come to church because we want to give give them the gospel." well, that's great, but that's not the point of the church so if if we have a big grouping of people from around the world um and they they can be reached with the gospel, that's cool but that's not our method of evangelism our method of evangelism is go and preach the gospel to every creature so it's it's trying to make a practice where there is a, a moment you can take advantage of it. Again, like, if if a lost person comes to your church, absolutely preach the gospel. But that doesn't mean that your primary uh, evangelistic method should be lost people coming to church. It should be going out into your community and preaching the gospel. So it's the same thing with America, where if there's people coming from around the world, which there are, we're a, very much so a melting pot society, absolutely go reach them with the gospel, but that doesn't mean that we've fulfilled the duty to go preach the gospel to every creature. We still need to be going everywhere. So this is... To, to say that this is um, a good thing because evangelism is just making something up to try to make it look good. Um, the the thing is, we can take advantage of a of a situation, good or bad. But that does not mean that the situation itself is good or bad.
0: Yeah, it, it really it calls back to the verse in Romans 8, verse 28, that says that we know that all things work together for good. What that verse does not say is that all things are good. You know, you can have a, you know, you could have a loved one who, who who is brutally murdered. And, you know, at their funeral, the gospel is given. And, you know, there's friends or other loved ones of yours that that come to that that funeral and, un, you know, accept the gospel and trust in Jesus, and it would never have happened if it weren't for that murder. That doesn't mean the murder is good. It just means that God uses bad things to result in good things sometimes. And it doesn't mean you should go around murdering people because, hey, God might use it to, you know, this is, this is what uh, Paul wrote. He said, right. shall we continue in sin that grace may abound, right? We're not doing evil that good may come of it. And I think this is what that argument comes from. This, well, if it's resulting in good, we should support that thing. Well, there are bad things that result in good. We, we praise God for the good. We don't support the evil that results in the good.
1: And by the way, when you look at the numbers of, of what's happening with people who are coming to the border, the fact that I think it's some 60% of women who are, are um, in these caravans are sexually assaulted at some point along the journey um, that's not the kind of thing we want to encourage that's not a that's not a good thing can good come from it Sure that doesn't mean that we ought to encourage that sort of behavior we're talking about uh, it, it just it's factually true there's a lot of gangs a lot of very very evil trafficking and stuff like that that happens in our current immigration crisis now I'm not saying that that is, uh, what immigration should look like? Because again, I think that you should accept a whole lot of people, but they should become Americans. But in this current situation, what we have is a lot of people storming a border because they think they're getting in for free, and uh, and there's a lot of evil stuff that's coming along with it. So we're we're not we're not comparing apples to apples here, in some sense.
0: Let's let's chase that rabbit for a moment because the we've we've mentioned the argument that. It's compassionate to, uh, to to let them in, but I, I wonder if if we can really kind of turn that around and ask, is that really compassionate? You know, Jesus said that if anybody were to hurt a little one, that it would it's better for a millstone to be hanged around his neck and be cast in the middle of the sea. Uh, how we treat children, especially, is very very important according to Scripture, and. We're seeing that in, in these caravans, these children are being brutalized, and and awful things are happening. And then they come across into our country, and they're not really put in 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 great situations, right? They're they're stuffed into this uh, this facility that's overcrowded, and who knows what's going to happen to them and w- you know what are we going to do? We're we going to release the children without their parents just into into the neighborhood? Do we have enough foster homes to put all these kids in to encourage them encourage parents to do the unthinkable and send their children across the border because they think their children are going to be able to be Americans if they go by themselves. This seems like a really unkind and uh, and uncompassionate thing for us to do to encourage this.
1: Yeah, the problem is when you say it's sympathetic to let everyone in, you have to then step back a step and say is it sympathetic to encourage all of them to come? Because the the journey to get here, so to speak, uh, well, really literally and figuratively, the journey to get here is not a smooth one. Um, There's a lot of bad stuff that's happening when you're encouraging these people to come. Tons of terrible stuff is happening. I've heard about, um, in fact, during uh, Biden's press conference, he was asked a question about um, this young boy who his mother had sent him with this caravan because of Joe Biden, specifically because of Joe Biden. Um, and the, the question is, is it compassionate to send children in this caravan to incentivize this? To, to, is, is it compassionate to say hey, take all these risks, do all these terrible things, just get here. That's not compassion. Uh, and, and I think that we're starting the compassion conversation too far down the road. Um, if you want a compassionate immigration, number one, I think you should incentivize legal immigration. Because illegal immigration hurts one group more than any other. Legal immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they're very against illegal immigration, by the way, because they're doing it the right way. So um, I, I think that the compassion conversation is the one that's gripped and compelled a lot of people, but it's not a good argument.
0: Right. It, it, it is It is tough. And w- you saw the Bushes went down to the, the, bo- the border facility back when Trump uh, was the president. And and there was kids being kept in cages but now that that everything is actually far worse but joe biden is the president you have people who the same people who who were filled with christian compassion according to them for those children under trump are not concerned at all for the children under biden and this this is a double uh, just a double standard that shows hypocrisy and reveals e- even the hypocrisy of people who claim to be on the right, like George Bush and his wife, especially was all outraged about about it when and Trump was in charge, but not a word from her. Uh, now that Biden has reinstituted all of this and made it much worse, so I, it, it's frustrating when we're dealing the, with the hypocrisy. But I'm trying to really get through the weeds of of how hi- hypocr- how, how much hypocrisy there is and and the politics and get to this this core principle because i think as a as a nation and we've said this many times on the show for for the government the government according to the bible is supposed to be a terror to evil and to be encouraging things that are good right encourage the righteous and terrorize those who are who are doing evil What's happening now is there's a lot of really evil people that are being encouraged to continue in that evil based on the policies that we have on the border.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing. If if you want to fix—the the problem is America is not in a situation right now where we could have a good immigration policy, Just just to be honest with you. I mean, it was better in the last administration than it is now, but— if you want to fix immigration, you have to go back to who America is as a country, because if you want to have at least a Christian view of immigration, then we need to have a country that can say, here's what it looks like to be an American. This is what an American does. This is what an American believes. This is what Americans believe is right. This is what Americans believe is immoral. And we're a country that is not even close to being mm. able to make those statements anymore. Yeah, We're not a country that can say, hey... This is good. Worshiping God in church is good. We promote that in this country. This is a good, wholesome thing that should be done. And pornography, that's evil. We don't have that standing. We are so far away from that standing, it's not even funny. So if you have a lot of people coming to your border, immigration is a problem if you cannot tell them what being an American is, Mm -hmm. legal or illegal. Because people are going to come in, and America says, basically, don't kill anyone or steal their stuff, and that's what it means to be an American. Don't get thrown in jail. Actually, you might get thrown in jail. Either way, just don't go, in jail, go to jail for your entire life, and you're an American. And that's not, that's not a good view of immigration. If you want to fix immigration, you have to have—I think a, an immigration policy that makes a lot more sense is one that says anyone can come, but if you come— this is what it means to come. It means to be an American, just like in the Old Testament. It means to be with the culture of, of, uh, of, of Israel at the time. Yeah. And um, where we're just not in a position where we can do that. So the best we can do is limit it to legal immigration, try not to have cartels and drugs and human trafficking coming across our border, which it does happen. Um, and just try to limit the damage because we're not a country that can define
0: being an American right now. Wow, that's a lot. That's, that is a really, really incredible point that we're in the situation that we're in because we can't define what being American is anymore because there's a huge percentage of Americans that don't, that don't met, uh, fit the mold of the traditional American that we used to be. And then there's another large percentage of us that want to go back, you know, that's why, that's why it was so divisive when Donald Trump said that he wanted to make America great again, as if we used to be something great and now we're not. Because there's a huge percentage of our population now that doesn't fit that mold and doesn't want us to go back to that. And I think that's your, your difference between the conservative and the liberal, the liberal, we, or progressive, wants to progress to something brand new, where the conservative says, I want to go, in a sense, regress. I want to go back to what we used to be in principle. And that's a great point, because in my mind, at least, and I'm sure for many of our viewers, I'd never really tied that concept with immigration. But, you know, there's no denying that we need to have a standard for, for what you need to be if you come to this country and just just not getting thrown into jail is not good enough. Um, so here's here's bouncing off of that. What do you think America looks like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, if this problem isn't solved? Because it seems like the type of people who are coming here right now and are flooding in are the type of people that are not like we used to be. They are They are more apt to be that in in the camp of the progressives and the socialists and those sort of that sort of thinking?
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to connect a couple dots here. Okay, so we've seen a lot of interviews with people who are coming right now, and they're asked, why are you coming right now? And they say, because Joe Biden's the president. Who do you think that person wants to vote for when they get here? Mm-hmm. It, it does, it's not a huge leap to say they're probably going to go for, for the Democrats, the ones who let them come, who, who encouraged them to come. Yeah. So uh, I think when we're, when we're talking about what 5, 10, 15, 20 years looks like from now, what you're seeing is is kind of dependent on how much of the agenda of a particular side of the aisle gets through right now, because the Democrats are kind of going gangbusters. They're doing immigration, and, and there's a lot of laws coming right now where— Uh, For example, if if the—I forget what what bill it is right now, but they're trying to pass a bill where if someone gets any government um, check, basically, they're registered to vote. Even if they're not legally allowed to register to vote, uh, which a huge amount of illegal immigrants still get those government checks, which means, poof, they're able to vote now, which is not not supposed to happen. Mm. Um, So you're talking about legalizing millions of people, uh, legalizing their vote— through the back door. Um, you're talking about making a couple more states, including Puerto Rico and D.C. We're talking about basically the, the laundry list or the entire shopping list of, of what the Democrats want. So what we're talking about is if all of this stuff happens, we're talking about a, a country where a Republican doesn't win any major election ever again, um, or at least not for a long time until a large portion of people wake up and say, this isn't good. Um, these, these policies have destroyed America. So we're, we're talking about... Potentially bad benefits, but it's not all on the immigration thing, but the immigration does play a big part of it.
0: yeah, yeah, no, it it's definitely a bleak outlook on our future if 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 we can't get a handle on this, but but honestly, as, as you've mentioned, to really get this under control, we everything that I think trump did was was good but I think all it did was delay the inevitable. The, the real fix needs to be, as, as you mentioned, an actual cultural shift back to what we used to be as, as a nation and uh, and back to the, the principles of God's word, which were sort of that foundational principles of, of of our country. One last question, and this is something Louis Gomez said several years ago, and I thought it would be good to bring up. He said, he made the case when, when President Trump was trying to build the wall, he said that that Jesus, baby Jesus, was an immigrant in Egypt, and thank, thankfully, they didn't have walls there to keep him out. Uh, now, this is a horrendous misuse of scripture. Justin, would you please explain to everyone why? Well...
1: <laughs> um Okay, so let's just—I uh, have never heard that before, but it's about par for the course for a politician using—I don't know if that's even a politician, but it sounds like how like a Pete Buttigieg would use the Bible. Um, but first of all, show me where it says they were there illegally in, in Egypt. Um, I would love to see that. Um, but Jesus didn't become an Egyptian. He, they were fleeing from, from, uh, from the order to kill all the, the babies— uh basically uh it was prophesied that that was going to happen i don't really see the connection i guess is the problem uh because what you'd have to argue is that mary and joseph snuck into egypt against egyptian laws and proceeded to uh live off the the, the egyptian uh government uh we're we're not talking about anything parallel here we're, yeah. we're there's just no parallel now i have seen a lot of people try to argue that um when, when they were traveling and, and uh, Mary gave birth, they were migrants, but no, that was returning to Joseph's hometown,
0: so it's, either way, it's not a good argument. Yeah. I just don't see the parallel at all here. It's frankly. in the same country. Well, and, and to the wall, Egypt did have walls. They just didn't have oh, yeah. a wall around the whole country. They'd have walls around individual cities. Right. So they, they definitely had walls, and, and the walls right. were that's, to that's keep out people to... who were going to try to get in without permission. So
1: Right. I mean, walls were kind of like, well, of course you have a wall. Uh, that was pretty much every city back in the day I mean there might be smaller villages and towns that maybe didn't have a wall or a, a, a very good wall but yeah that's that's why you had to siege cities that was, that was the whole thing was there was walls built around them Jerusalem had them uh, and, and I mean do you remember the story of Jericho it was kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah. the walls this was, this was just sort of the assumed of course you have a wall
0: Right. Yeah. It's definitely not a bad idea to have a wall. And, and by
1: the way, by the way, r- real quick, this is how you knew when the stranger came into your land. Because you had a wall. You had a few gates where they could enter in. And that's the only way you get in, unless you're going to somehow skyhook over the, the the wall or something. But this is how you knew who the stranger was. And you t- tell the stranger when they get there, hey, here's the laws. You have to be part of the feast. You have to you know, you cannot worship any other god or sacrifice to any other god but Yahweh, you know, that sort of thing. Everyone had a wall because, yep. guess what? They needed to know who was in their city,
0: and they needed to keep the bad guys out. Yeah, so I think we can say from a biblical perspective that the that the conservative side on this issue does line up, but as you've mentioned, and I think you made by far—this is hard for me to say because this is my brother—but I think you made by far the best point of the of the day, and that is that really ultimately— this the immigration situation won't be fixed until the people of this country return to where what we used to be, and that's really based on biblical principles and bi- biblical values. But until then, we thank God for opportunities to give the gospel. We just don't want to encourage bad practices by the government in order to get opportunities to to preach the gospel. God God will give us those opportunities as we as we do what is right. So that's all we all the time we've got for today. Thanks for watching Point of View. And we will catch you next time. And uh, don't forget to join us on Mondays from 4 to 6 on Right America Media. That's ramtv.live. And every Tuesday on Right America and here on YouTube and on podcasts all over the place for the Tuesday live stream. We'll see you next time.